section number 33 of stories and pictures this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by linda marie nielsen bellevue washington stories and pictures by i l pertez translated by helena frank section thirty three travel pictures at the chauchettes i am greeted by a mixture of different voices a hero of a cock gives a proud crow as though there were no such thing as a slaughter knife in the world contrariwise a calf lows sadly it would seem to be hungry while between the boards under the holes in the tall roof chirp quantities of small birds they have wings and laugh at the chauchette it is summer the air is full of insects men even the poorest and the stingiest leave crumbs about zip zip and zip and zip 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 the bed in the nest is made the he is decked out in bright colors the she is modest and silent and the children have had enough to eat they are warm and are not down in someone's notebook for military service or in connection with the matter of a license but ask them what is the meaning of a blemish in the holy offerings this question is being discussed by two young men barefoot in skull-caps and undressed to their little prayer scarfs the young men are only unfit for inspecting licenses or wares in the shop but calves for the altar as fast as you please when god portioned out the world the peasant took the soil the fisher the river the hunter the forest the gardener the fruit trees the merchant the weights and measures and so on but the poet lingered in a wood the nightingale sang to him the trees whispered all sorts of wood gossip into his ear and his eyes the poetical eyes could not look away from the girl kneeling by the stream from the tadpole in her hand and he came too late for everything the world when he arrived was already divided up god had nothing left for him but clouds rainbows roses and songbirds he did not even find the young washerwoman on his way back she had engaged herself somewhere as a nurse you have fancy create a world for yourself said god and people envied the poet his world was the best the peasant tilled his land with sweat and toil the fisher is not idle breaking ice in winter time is no joke the hunter wearies hunting and pursuing pippins are not so easily made out of crab apples the merchant must bestir himself if only about falsifying the weights and measures else he dies of hunger one is the poet 
who lies on his stomach and creates worlds but it was a mistake it turned out that his soul was only a camera obscura that reflected the outside world with all its mud and pigs so long as the pig kept keeps its place it is not so bad but when the pig gets into the foreground the poet's world becomes as piggish as ours the only people who remain to be envied are our two young men the chauchette son with the chauchette son-in-law our world with its pigs doesn't fit in with their world of blemish in the sacrifice there is no connection between the two no bridge no link whatever and as i have come into their world out of our world the gemorias are shut while the young faces express fear and wonder the chaussette is not at home he has gone to a neighboring village that is why the calf is still lowing in the house the wife has a little draper's shop the daughter and a daughter-in-law stand by the fire and their faces are triply red first from pride in their husbands with their torah secondly from the crackling fire and thirdly with confusion before a stranger a man and a german to boot one caught a corner of her apron in her mouth the other moved a few steps backward as in the synagogue at the end of the kadusha both look at me in astonishment from under low foreheads with hairbands of plaited thread the young men however soon recovered themselves they have heard of the note-taker and have guessed that i am he the note-taking goes quickly the chauchette gets four roubles a week besides what he earns in the villages were it not for the meat brought in from the villages round about he would be doing very well the shop does not bring in much but always something parnassa thank god they have as for the children they will live with the parents and when in god's good time the parents shall have departed this life they will inherit one the father's profession the other the shop the house will be in common they look better off than any in the town better off than the traders householders workmen better off even than the public housekeeper and the feldsher together there will come a time i think as i go out when even teaching will be one of the best paid professions it is all not so bad as people think besides being a rabbi a chaussette a beetle and a teacher there is yet another good way of getting a living in the chaussette's house there is a female lodger she pays fifteen roubles a year the door is locked through the window which looks into the street 
I see quite a nice little room. Two well-furnished beds with white pillows, red-painted wood furniture, copper utensils hang on the wall by the fireplace. There is a bright hanging lamp. The room is full of comfort and household cheer. She has silver, too, they tell me. I see a large chest with brass fittings. There must be silver candlesticks in it, and perhaps ornaments. What do you think, they say? She has a lot of money. The whole town is in her pocket. She is a widow with three children. The door is locked all through the week because she only comes home every Sabbath, except Shibbiz Shazon. She spends the whole week going round the villages in the neighborhood, begging with all three children. End of section 33. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Bellevue, Washington.